This is a stupid question, but is it Saturday in America, is it? Yes. 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 We're behind you. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, so you were, you were drinking Friday night. Very good. <laughs> uh, not that much. Uh, I was having a, a quiet Friday because I had an, uh, a much louder Thursday than I expected. Uh, Stephen, I was walking to the grocery store and walking toward me, sauntering, walking like Vince McMahon was Senator Meow. Okay, yeah. And I was right yeah, across yeah. the street from the garden, and Senator Meow has said before that if shit breaks down, he's going to the garden to load up on supplies. So for <laughs> half a second, I was like, what is going on? Because it was also uh, like, why is Senator Meow out and about? He never does this. And then suddenly, They never do this. Yeah. Uh, Our ungendered cat friend. One day we're going to have him on, and we're going to pitch shift his voice, pitch shift their voice to maintain a nom- anonymity. Uh, yeah. Again, he. They're, they're, they've got a, a solid level of local Twitter fame, but r- wish to remain anonymous because they get threats sometimes. Wow. That's, yeah. cool. I will say, That's where I'm hoping to ha- get uh, my <laughs> posting career at some point. <laughs> Is you want to get threats for your posting? Yeah. Have you never gotten you know a single else? death threat from like BTS or anything? No, I just had Eric Garland call me a Russian four years ago. Didn't you also get in a fight hey, with Trapped? Hey, that's something. Uh, I did get in a fight with Trapped, but so did everybody. I didn't get threatened by uh, a trapped guy. You know who else got threats for posting? <laughs> Graham Linehan. <laughs> Graham Linehan, baby! <laughs> there we go. Uh, now we're good. Now we're in. Welcome to, as you know, the podcast where we fill in the blanks of your pop culture knowledge by watching the first and last episodes of culturally significant shows. We watched this week, we decided to uh, go over the sea. Last week, we covered Canada. This week, wait, did we last week? Yes. Yeah, we did. Last week, we covered Canada. This week, we're over in on the Emerald Isle of Ireland, a classic, beloved Irish sitcom called Father Ted, uh, taking shots at Go I ahead. have only one note on this intro. You were doing such a good job. Who are you? I'm Stephen Doughton. <laughs> Joining me, just... as always, over in Columbus, Ohio, Ian Benson. Hey, good morning. Uh, in Chicago, Illinois, Travis Marmon. Hello. And uh, a special guest, uh, an Irish legend himself, Fancy Dan, the Music Man, a.k.a. Dan Bracken, a.k.a. You have a lot of other nicknames. Go through them all. Uh, oh, that's, that's the only one I've ever had. <laughs> Fancy Dan. A man, who's, a man whose full name is Dan. Yeah. Dan Bracken. Wait, that's wait, it. hold on. Time out. Yeah. Time out. We need to get into this yeah. immediately. Your name isn't <laughs> Daniel. It's just nope. Dan. It's just Dan, and there's a good story as to why it is Dan. Would you like to hear it? Absolutely. Listen, we're, uh, we're mostly here to tell good stories. Okay, well, so this actually ties in very much with the theme of the podcast and the theme of the show. So the clergy had a stupid amount of power. Uh, <laughs> I suppose it came from after the state w- became independent. They had no money. They were broke. They turned to the, the rich church. The church got to call a load of the shots. So... The Catholic Church was kind of part of the Irish identity, so it always um, had a lot of power. Now, when you were being baptized, when you were being given your name, uh, you would say to the priest, my son is called Steve, and he'd say, get fucked, his name (laughs) is Stephen, because there's no Saint Steve. So you had to be named after a saint. So the the difference between uh, the priest who baptized me and every other fucking priest in the country was that he was the army chaplain. My dad was in the army and he was the CO, the ranking officer. And basically he, uh, he said um, to the priest, my son is going to be named Dan. And the priest said, well, you know, it has to be St. Daniel. He goes, shut the fuck up, Corporal. His name is Dan. And uh, he goes, yes, sir. His name is Dan. Krish, krish, bit of holy water. And there we go. That's why I'm called Dan. <laughs> and it's it, you, you get more of it now. The, the priests don't get, have as much power. They want to keep as much people on their side as possible so they, don't, they can't really be uh, precious about the names of saints anymore. So you do get absolutely gas names. I... Uh, for those of you in America, gas means fun. Yeah. I was just going to let all of the slang just ride through this episode and then just have, like, have show notes that were annotations. Just like a link. <laughs> ah, very good. 
Uh, I, 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 I'm a primary school teacher and I have taught as Shakira in the past. <laughs> and, yeah, she, you uh, have taught as Shakira. Oh, a Shakira. Got it, got it, got it. In costume. I said as Shakira. A, a white no, Irish girl called Shakira. <laughs> Shakira was definitely canonized. Saint By Shakira. Shakira. I mean, yeah. she's, big, was, she's big enough in a large Catholic portion of the world that... She's performed... Like she's oh, that's be. true. She's performed two miracles. What's that? Hips don't lie in She-Wolf? I'm really mad at myself for not thinking about the fact that you would call me on what the two miracles yeah. are. I ah! thought you would, just, you would just let it go and be like, yeah, that's how someone becomes a saint. They do two confirmed miracles. I the thought, Super Bowl I thought you'd have show. enough Shakira lore The to Super Bowl know. halftime show. And, and she brought the world together with the Africa song for the yeah, Olympics. Yeah, waka waka. That was, uh, wasn't that the World Cup? Yeah, it was the World Cup. There's mm. never been an Olympics in Africa. Uh. Anyway, this week we did a show, uh, speak, we're going all the way back to uh, the fact that the clergy had way too much power in Ireland uh, for most of Ireland. And uh, the show that I chose was Father Ted. Uh, there's actually not a huge swath of famous Irish shows out there. Do you guys want to talk about Graham Linehan? Because I had no idea well, about any of this. The first stuff. thing I want to mention, because he's calling this a famous Irish show, is that it's also a famous British show because it was actually made for BBC. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was a different channel, not BBC. No, it's for channel. Yeah, we're very channel, bitter about thought, that. Made <laughs> for Channel Four. That's, uh, that's, yeah, but like it's a, a British production. Uh, Irish writers, Irish cast. Um, Irish exterior locations. I don't know about the studio, yeah. but it's like it's oh, ranked. Sure, on, Irish cast it's ranked cast on like the top the most twenty thing. British sitcoms of all time too. So I don't know. Yet another thing that you could argue over uh, in that part of the world of like where is this show really from or who owns it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, your petty squabbles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you all, know. The, all that dumb, all that dumb shit <laughs> you guys fight about. It's like a nothing, sports nothing rivalry, right? Yeah, a friendly a friendly rivalry between two nations. Uh, <laughs> and yes, it was co-created by uh, Graham Linehan and Arthur Matthews. And Graham Linehan went on to have a very successful comedy writing. Career. I don't I'm I don't know what you're talking about. Father Ted was created by Hatsune Miku and Arthur Matthews. <laughs> it was created by the Wachowskis. Uh, yeah, Graham Linehan went on from this to create uh, the IT crowd, which also well, first there was black first books. there was black books. And yeah, first the there IT was black crowd books. Had and oh, right, had black books. An episode that was transphobic, and people yelled at him about it, and he got so huffy about it that it became his dark supervillain origin story. And Gremlin Hannah spent the last several years posting 18 hours a day about trans people to the point that it cost him work. He's not posting job. anymore, right? Well. He's trying he to post. He's so, not posting on Twitter, but he... He posted so hard, he got banned from posting for being too hateful. He was banned from being too hateful from Twitter, a website that is entirely <laughs> composed of hate. Yes. <laughs> like it's, hard, okay. it's hard to get banned as a turf, because that's just like what a quarter of the site is. That's what like every right. other British tweeter is, yeah. Yeah, every every rich British person is My, just... What did he say? What did he say that J.K. Rowling didn't? He, it was <laughs> the sheer amount and like extremity of it, and then to the point you where you can get banned for tweeting hateful stuff too much. Um, it was eighteen hours a day. He lost his his marriage is over because of it. He uh, yeah, he did he did lose his marriage to Peter Serafinowitz's sister. He can't find work anymore because he was refusing to work with the BBC because they had like a commercial that had like a trans lesbian couple in it, uh, and then he tried to make an account on a on a all women dating app, and so that he could show that there were non-binary and trans people on it, and the people who made the app were like, "Yeah, we don't care. That's fine. Like, what are you doing?" Uh, he he um he he pretended to be a trans man on Twitter uh, after being banned. This is was, that true? Yeah, That's impressive because most turfs don't acknowledge that trans men exist. But in the things to say, I want to get it out of the way. I really enjoyed this show. It's pretty good. It's, it's pretty very, good. Was, it's yeah. very it's very my speed of show. Also, like I'm a person who really liked Black Books and the IT crowd, minus the. So, do you want to go into the uh, recap there, Ian? Well, um, before, I wanted to just kind of say, Stephen, you know, you, you kind of hinted at this, but why did, why, you know, was it just because it was the only, like, real Irish show? Was it just, you know, 
Is it how, how you know, wh- why'd you pick this one, Bosley? I, I was just thinking about the, the, the fact that, you know, we, dis- we talk about important cultural works and that maybe sometimes we restrict ourselves too much to America because before last week, we had one non-American show, I think. Is that right? Yeah, it was just Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah, so, so I said, okay, well, what other cultures make important works? And I said, well, there's England. And then I said, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. And then, <laughs> I mean, technically this is a British... Work, I'm sure I we'll suppose. do like faulty towers or something one day too. Like yeah, we, yeah, we'll probably do something like that. Um, and uh, or like Doctor Who or something. Jeez, uh, uh, but never that, end, so no. I I can't untangle how <laughs> we would do that with show. <laughs> uh, point is. Uh, I'm, I live in Ireland and I know some Irish people and I said, there's gotta be some Irish people that want to put in their two cents about why Father Ted is important to this culture and what it means to them. And for instance, uh, Dan Bracken grew up on it and, uh, I'll, I'll give him, uh, however much time he wants to talk about what this show was to him growing up and, and the cultural significance. What's it like to grow up on a show that only has 25 episodes as somebody who's grown up on American TV where I where have that's a season. roughly in. Yeah, roughly infinite episodes of The Simpsons to grow up on. Probably still haven't seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> I will say every Irish person also grew up on The Simpsons. Okay. Yeah, that's like, why uh, I know Simpsons I know. fans Irish. is such a big deal. <laughs> yeah. You see, like it was an institution, so Friday night it'd be on at 9 o'clock. 25 episodes, 25 weeks, they just show one episode a week on a Friday, and everybody would watch it, you know, we only had, when I, when I grew up, we had six channels, that was it, BBC One, BBC Two, UTV Channel Four, RT One, RT Two, RT One was boring, was the news, RT Two had the big, big movie on a Saturday, and Channel Four had Father Ted on at like at nine o'clock on a Friday, and Friends was on as well, and then Frasier, so literally... We also did a Fraser one. Ah, this is a, like if on school on Monday, if you hadn't watched it, you had nothing to talk about <laughs> to your mates at all. Probably for the rest of the week, you know, you just lived on it. So, like, we we made the most of what with what we had. We didn't have much, you know. Like, some fuckers had Sky, and they'd I be love- talking about. I yeah. love the we made the most of what we had. Like a thing that usually is being said about like. A family that grows up not in the best means and with like, you know, like uh, whatever, you know, like food that they could make in that moment. And I really like it just about a TV show. Just like, yeah, we made the most of what we had with the TV, with the networks we had. (laughs) So he was saying something to me about how uh, the show partially got big because no one was able to take the piss out of the out of the priests until now or something like that. Yeah, um, the whole Catholic clergy abuse thing hadn't really come out at that point, um, and the church was an institution that had been for years. Uh, I, I sort of said it earlier, basically when Ireland was occupied by the British, we, there was the War of Independence, uh, the treaty was signed creating Northern, uh, Northern, Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland, the Free State, and then the Free State was out on its own. There was no EU at that point, so we were fucking broke. I had no money, so we turned to the Catholic Church. The Church built all the schools. I work in a, a school that is still owned by the Catholic Church. Um, we have to teach the Catholic ethos, uh, teach religion every day. It's still very much a, a thing, you know? So the Church owned all the schools. The priest was something of a superstar. They were like a superhero. Padraig Pierce, who was one of the revolutionaries in 1916, in all of his literature, the priest is seen as the all-knowing, you know, the the voice of God. Like, you know, they 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 really were the representative of the Almighty. They, what well, their word was law. So it couldn't actually really be fathomed by Irish people that they could do wrong. You know, uh, so then, like, I'm not really sure. Like a, whether the show came out before or after, sort of the the different tribunals happened where pe- people were coming forward and speaking out and saying they had been abused by the church, and um, so there was nothing that had ever ridiculed them ever before. It would be undone, and the reason that it wasn't made in Ireland is probably because the state broadcaster wouldn't finance it because the the, the church had influence there uh, in government every level. 
the, the church had influence. So to go, for them to go over to Channel 4 and make it was probably the only way they were able to make it. And it very much broke the mould for the general public to say, actually, what, oh, these guys are fucking... They're, they're, they're looking, they're making fun of the, the typecast Irish priest, and they could probably say, fuck, those priests are in my parish. There's the alcoholic, pervy priest. There's yeah, that, that one uh, hits the hardest with the... Uh Oh, when he's in the when he's in the fucking girls, yeah, the and he's like, oh, he wants to remind us that that it's, you know uh, it's really hot today, so all yeah. the girls should be in their two piece things. And, and you're just no, like, wear, no need to wear your tracksuit tops today. That's Ooh. what it is, yeah. And he's smoking the fag while he's yeah. there. Yeah, in the, he's smoking a fag and the big <laughs> look on his face, like, and. It would have hit home to a lot of people going. Actually, that was in that was in my parish. That was in my school. That was the priest who was always pissed. Who was in a position pissed okay. is drunk. I knew that. I, that one. We know. <laughs> that one. I know. Asterix. Footnote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please refer to footnote uh, seven in the show notes. So to be honest, even right now, right, like for me to go and to be making this podcast, if this was. It'd be, it would it would be dangerous nearly for me to be making this because I work in the system and the churches own the schools. Do you yeah. want us to do you want us to cut out the part where we say who you are and like pitch shift you so it's like the uh, the church she had all kinds of power and you know what I mean or can like you, oh go, the church it, can you bring it with your voice everyone. from Matt from the Trek? <laughs> from you're I'm, talking about the you're, he's talking about Watto <laughs> from Star Wars <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> yeah but to finish off what I was saying is like on every interviewing school board there's could be the, the priest and they could de- to decide whether you do or do not get the job and if if it goes out that that i was bad mouthing the church or like in any way then you know you could be very lucky to try to get a job in the 10 percent of schools that aren't owned by them you know jeez so it's it, i i don't know if that's still a thing whatever i'm just making that up but so, so yes, you do want us to cut out the part where we say your name? Definitely. Great! <laughs> oh, man, that adds a lot more intrigue to the whole thing. <laughs> Travis, do you have the recap, or are we waiting on Ian for the recap? Um, I don't have a recap up, but, I mean, it's such a short show. I feel like it's easy enough to get right sure. into. Uh, good luck, Father Ted, is the pilot, correct? Uh, uh but we have the parochial house where we get introduced to our main cast characters. So you have Father Ted Crilly, uh, and this is all on a, on a remote island called Craggy Island that they've all been like banished to for various. It's, is reasons. it on the Aran Islands? Uh, so it's fi- part of it is filmed on the Aran Islands. The house itself is in Clare, and they they say in the sh- in the show just head out of Galway. And then go north until you see the ships uh, throwing out the barrels with the big radioactive signs on the <laughs> We're around there. <laughs> uh, no, you wouldn't find us on any kind of map. <laughs> yeah, we're not exactly New York City or whatever he says. Uh, uh, so Father Ted has been moved because he was caught... Embezzling. Uh, yeah, embezzling. Yeah. Uh, which there's a running joke that... I believe the money was just sitting in the account, resting, just resting in just my resting account. In- <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's been embezzling. Dougal, the extremely stupid one, uh, has, is there because of something that's referred to as like the Black Rock incident. That's never elaborated on. <laughs> uh, I love at least I not in these episodes. Incident. It's never elaborated on. No, it never is. I believe. Or there's like what's there's that? What illusions. is that trope? What's a noodle? What's a noodle incident? It's from Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, it's from Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, okay. It, it's just a running thing where they're always like, oh, ever since the noodle incident, and they never explain what it was, but everyone reacts with <laughs> horror at the thought <laughs> of it. Like, the memory of it scars them <laughs> so deeply. <laughs> I, and, like, I use the word say could ever live up to the idea that we've all created of these things. I was in a meeting with my boss and my boss's boss uh, yesterday morning. And uh, I used the word Calvin Ball, and then I had to like rewind and be like, "Sorry, let me use a more appropriate word." Uh, what did you use? Oh God, I couldn't think of a word. <laughs> Calvin Ball's the best word for what I was trying to get at. So I had to explain what I meant. I was like, "Oh, you know, no real rules, and we're making it up as we go." And you know, anyway. So we've got Dougal, we've got Father Ted, we've got Father, Father Drunk Father Guy, Father Jack, who is Jack. Uh, there for obvious Packers. reasons. Uh, 
since he is a yeah an alcoholic perv. Um, and, and then the uh, housekeeper. And, a, and then yeah. later there's Father Brian Eno. Which yes, that does happen. <laughs> I love that the just, Brian Eno is in this. I love at the beginning. It's of, in the finale. Yeah, in the finale at the very okay. beginning, they're like, and here's Father Brian Eno, and he's played by Brian Eno, and then, it's and then Brian he's never. Eno. He has no lines. <laughs> yeah, it literally. <laughs> I lost I my mind <laughs> because I was like, Here, here's Father Brian Eno. And I was like, that's a weird, oh my God, that's Brian Eno. And I expected him to play a role and then he's just gone. We and should talk about the clearly... show's celebrity fan base also because it's massive. Uh, Bono in, wanted in to UK also appear, Ireland. yeah. I was reading Maurice Gibb is buried with like the DVD box set or something. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, take it. all the best things with you to the afterlife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what this is going to be like. Uh, I need some entertainment. Yeah, hopefully there'll be a DVD player there. Yeah. Notable fans of the show include director Steven Spielberg, musicians Liam Gallagher, Madonna, Cher, and Moby, <laughs> actors Jim Carrey and Steve Martin, comedian Ricky Gervais, and wrestler oh, Seamus. Okay. Of Who? course, Seamus. Of course. He won the WWF at one point. What is winning uh, the WWF? He, got the, he, he won he the Battle Rumbles. Yeah, Seamus had a title for a while, for sure. Intercontinental okay. or one of those. Uh, Sinead O'Connor yeah, yeah. attended the recording of the Christmas special, and Bono requested to appear in the series, but never did. But they didn't let him. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a flex! What a flex! For a show about Ireland to not let Bono be on. There's a YouTube poster in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's 95 to 98 so it's like no we didn't like pop i'm sorry dude you're not allowed on this <laughs> <laughs> bono uh, tried to make it but he was stuck in a lemon the day that they were shooting the the episode that he was gonna appear on it. he just couldn't get out i don't know that i don't know he's a bitter bastard i don't know <laughs> so uh, so we, we get we get introduced to all the characters. There's a lot of gags about Dougal being stupid, uh, but there is a uh, somebody's coming to interview Father Ted because uh, all the other people said no. And about what is it? Uh, fucking priest. Yeah, Because yeah, like they're on this the, island. Uh, Honestly, it's my oh. I'm gonna be Matt here, which is that this island should have more pagans on it. Because it does feel like the Wicker Man Island to some degree. There probably, there probably are pagans on the island based on what I've experienced in Ireland. Also based on some of the fucking freaks on this island when oh, we do yeah. see the townspeople. Yes. Your man, can you explain that joke that you explained to me about his shirt? That's I shot JR. Dallas? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen didn't know it, and I, I explained it to him. Um and I only really know it from a show called Reeling in the Ears. But uh, yeah, so JR was the, the one of the main characters on the show Dallas, and he got killed, and no one knew who did it. No one knew who did it. So uh, the T-shirt was it was like the first the it was time. like the first big cliffhanger in like American TV history was who shot JR, and then later it was revealed it was all a dream. Uh, well, oh. no, that was no, 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 no. You're conflating two different Dallas twists. Oh God, <laughs> there's two we'll Dallas. We'll do Dallas one Dallas day. twists. No, because what happens is that the, there's who shot Jr. and then it's like a season that ends and then it picks back up, and then later a character is killed, and then they're like at the end of the season the character is in the shower and it turns out that that was all just a dream, his death. But I don't think the Jr. getting shot okay. was part of the dream sequence. Sorry. My, da- okay. my Dallas lore Anyway, one of the guys uh, has that shirt. They use it as a. They use him as a landmark on the island. Uh, <clears throat> there is a fair uh, in which there's a freak pointing. I loved freak there's pointing. A bench. That was by far the funniest part of the episode to me. <laughs> Just pointing at the sky. This old old man with, with a fucking pair of glasses and a hat. <laughs> Of oh, the spinning cat. There's, yeah. spi- there's, there's spider <laughs> baby, which we're never shown, but the spider that's actually I, a baby. So I liked uh, that pretty quickly the show established itself as a very specific type of sitcom that I tend to like, which is the one where it's like, here's the story of the one normal guy with these weirdos. And then it quickly is <laughs> like, that guy's not normal at all. He's also a fucking freak. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Father Ted is... He's, he's a Michael not- Bluth. 
Yeah, he's 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 uh, he's the he's our, he's the audience surrogate until he isn't. <laughs> yeah, where it's just like the the moment where I was like, so this guy's gonna be like a Michael Bluth, right? And then like when he takes a dive off of the the uh, the bench that's suspended in the air, and I'm like, yeah, this guy's a fucking this oh, is a right. sicko. <laughs> I love to it. stop Dougal from doing the interview where he talks about how he has his doubts about religion <laughs> and how what, what else does he fucking say? I mean, he's hard talking about the spider, oh, baby. spider baby. <laughs> I loved, I loved Dougal's interpretation of the Catholic Church, where he's like, "These are all just stories, right? The parables to make us a better <laughs> person. There's literally. no God. Yeah, we're not supposed to take it literally. Like, <laughs> I was hooting and hollering as I was like, "Wow, Dougal's out here like." Arguing for, uh, you know, Augustine interpretations. Hell yeah. Yeah, we love Dougal. He's definitely the best guy in the show. I don't know. I like Father Jack, but it's also, like, I don't know. I I like his introduction of fucking throwing the bottle at the TV and breaking it. And, like, the sort of... Like, because the show seems like it's going to be, like, I don't know, fairly quiet. And then you have this just, like, very explosive moment. And also, I get... I don't know. I'm a little tired of the sitcom trope of a guy who's like too stupid to be to believe. Sure. But like Dougal's like play, he's no. played well. Like I think the actor does a good job of like selling his like I don't know, his expressions are very good. He reminded uh, me of the not of the um uh fuck um the I'm blanking on the first name. The the guy uh, Webb in um Yeah, you know. he, I thought it was him. <laughs> yeah, I thought, from uh, I Peep thought show. it was is it David Webb or is that the other guy? It's is it David, David Mitchell? Mitchell and I can't remember yes, what Webb's lo- name he, is. He, he you know what I'm like talking that. about in Peep Show? I he thought he was that guy. Look. Yeah, I thought what? he was he he looks so much like him and he does the same I'm, expressions. It was similar energy of just like a himbo. I mean he's just a himbo priest who's out there just like, Yeah, listen, it's great. I don't know anything. Uh, oh, I don't know. I would. I would, I would yeah. Look, you tried to make me interrupt, and now I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know uh, for a fact that he, the your fella, uh, Frank. Uh, well, the the guy, the guy who played Father uh, Father Jack, was the only one who had any kind of acting training at all. Really? Yeah, he was a classically trained actor, and look at they made him play. Like. <laughs> <laughs> They just gave him no lines. No lines. He says like ten words in the whole three series. Drink feck arse girls. <laughs> and and most of it's like <laughs> and uh, and they and then you know, he's a brilliant actor, like, you know, he did everything. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, the others are just did Shakespeare comedians. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I do yeah. love I do love the like idea kind of of just like a lot of sitcoms where just like, I don't know, you're like a comedian, you can act too, right? Here, here you go. <laughs> and that's like damned so many American comedians is the like, you want me to... Fucking yeah, John sure. Mulaney-ass decision to be like, yeah, yeah, sitcom, we'll do a sitcom. And then it's just horrible and nobody wants yeah, to you're watch like, it. Oh, no, you're just kind of really good at stand-up. But the moment yeah. you want to play somebody else, we don't we don't like that from you. Right. We don't you're not good that. at it. We but, don't love uh, that. But Dermot Morgan, who plays Father Ted, had also played a priest on a previous show. Uh, so that helped him. Okay. This what show get, is that? I want to get into this part of it. It's fucking buck wild that he died the day after wrapping the last episode. Yes. Insane. Yeah. Also Ooh, conspiracy. Theory, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We love those. That, honestly, like that has never <laughs> come up before, but yeah, yeah, it never occurred to me before. Now. It never occurred to you that it's weird that that guy died the day after they wrapped shooting. Well, they they painted him out as a pretty like hard living guy. Like he was only forty five. Like it's pretty wild to die of a heart attack at that. I I was surprised to learn that he was forty three in this episode. That was originally supposed to be the finale, right? Yeah, Yeah, it it was was always. It was not canceled because he died. It was ending anyway, and then. Yeah. He just happened. Yeah. He gave it his all, you know? It's, um, the finale had really big Gilligan's Island say, movie vibes. There's an alternative ending, you know. Oh, is there? Yeah, which I was, read on this. Was, it it, it didn't, didn't get released because he died, but in, in the alternative ending, he uh, he puts his head out the window and Tommy Tiernan is back on the... The window of on what? The, the window ledge. You know the, you know the way Tommy Tiernan, his oh, character, yeah, yeah, yeah. father, whatever his name is, is on, the, is on the ledge and he's contemplating jumping off. Well, at the very end of the episode, he's there on the ledge again and Ted puts his head out and goes, move over, gets out and then the <laughs> end, like... 
<laughs> I like. Oh, I that's understand. that's funny if he didn't die. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That's. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I if they had put put that one out, fucking legend. Oh God! I bet the, I bet he would have loved that. The in his in his death probably would have if yeah. he was a fucking ghost or whatever. <laughs> so uh, anyway, the finale uh, revolves around well, the idea the that. Yeah. What? What we always We're did. just kind of talking through. I mean, yeah, we just said he wants to be interviewed. There's a fair. There's freak pointing. There's instead of a Ferris wheel, there's a bench that gets lifted into the air, and then <laughs> the tower of death. <laughs> Such I a good that. bit. <laughs> there's Was a, a, there's a cat death? on a record player. Um, <laughs> I would go to this so bad. It's just so cold. Otherwise, it, it really speaks to it. It really speaks to like the budget of Ireland. Like what? Like what? I mean, obviously, this is in the middle of nowhere in Ireland, but like it's just like okay, well, this is what a fair is on an uh, island in the middle of nowhere in Ireland. There's a reference because there's like a dueling banjos thing where they literally play the music. Yeah, that's true. The, that was weird, and the, the fact that there was just a guy wearing a jacket with a Confederate flag uh, patch on the shoulder <laughs> was very strange to me. I was like, what is happening? Uh, what I liked uh, from watching it again because like you know, I watched it when I was younger and if it's on the TV you'll watch it if it's on but like, we, we don't have it like TV yeah. tube TV over here anymore so you, there's there's nothing on like so watching it again for the first time in a couple of years uh, and knowing what I know now about TV being so expensive to produce what I really like about it is that the day of the fair is the weather is fucking horrible yeah. but they still shot it on that day because that's you know that's the best that's the only day they had to shoot and it's disgusting like the, <laughs> the, the sky is the color of the pavement like you know and it's rotten and you know the wind is going and then you can see that the tower of death the bench is fucking all over the place <laughs> in the air and literally it's like this is because they were shooting on location and it, that was probably the best day they had that week <laughs> weather wise right. my, my understanding shoot. is that that's what the weather is like every day in uh, all of the aisles. That's but, the point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have the, the moment in the, the very beginning of the episode where it's like, oh, lovely weather out there. And then he looks out the window and a hurricane <laughs> is happening. <laughs> like, palm trees are appearing and are being ripped out of the ground. And I was like, good, bit, good joke. It was, it was one of those where I was like, ha, yes. I didn't really like laugh, but I was like, I like this execution. And um, I did love that anytime they went outside, like it became the most saturated film like the greens were just like so intense in this and you're just like oh my god but they just are like they just are that's That's just how it is over there the sky is the sky is you know slate and the the ground is you know just in vibrant verdant green and there's you know uh there's horrific wind blowing benches all around all around that's how the ground gets so green so anyway, Dougal gives a horrible, horrible interview. Uh, we watch as uh, he's pointing to the TV at the end. The, 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 the episode ends with him being like, oh, look, I'm on TV, look, I'm on TV. Father Ted's embarrassed about all he says. And it, at the end, we see the bottom line that says Father Ted. Well, you're, you're also really, skipping the important really. thing, which is that Father Ted, uh, to try and stop Dougal from doing the interview, jumped off of the bench that was in the air and Correct. broke like, all his bones. And so at the end, he's in a full body cast. Looked like Squidward yes. when he's like... He got knocked off, though. He got knocked off by Jack. No, he wanted to jump off oh, right. from my interpretation because he didn't want Dougal to be given the interview. Yeah. And it just didn't and work out. In the out. interview, you can see the background of all the people that are like looking at like his body on the ground or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the comical amount of bandages. Like, would you break a leg? Yes, absolutely. But this is like a story and a half. It's a cartoon, like. No, yeah. I know. I love that. That's what I was saying. Is I love that it's like it's one of those ones where you're like, that would fucking hurt, and then you're just, just like, how did he? What is he's in a full body cast? Is there no like hospital? This? Yeah. Yeah. How did he, what is going on? And then yeah, it's just you know, as he hears Dougal talk about the spider baby. Which he believes in. Oh, he also goes to get a tarot reading, and they pull out three death cards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, there's only it. one in the deck. I don't understand. <laughs> I love a tarot reading that goes off the rails. I love that. I, I was, though, like, that yeah, just means change. But just, yeah, the continued death, death, <laughs> death. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, oh, oh yeah, uh, our classic mid-episode uh, break, uh, Ian and Travis, uh, well, I'll start one at a time. Ian, if you, uh, would you watch another episode of Father Ted? I 
honestly might just watch Father Ted. This might be the yeah. one show that I finish of the ones we've done because it's also the <laughs> 25 episode. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. You I've watched more Frasier. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched I've watched more Frasier than I've watched than like than there are amounts of Father Ted episodes. So Right. It's a pretty easy one to just be like, oh yeah, I yeah, hey. You know, and I I'd liked his I'd liked uh, Hatsune Miku's two other shows, um, Black Books and IT Crowd. So this was one of those spots where I was like, oh, I should check this out at some point. Does this is this does this bit have grounding, or did you just decide to start calling Graham Linehan Hatsune Miku? It's a classic thing what? people do about transphobic creators. <laughs> like Harry Potter fans yeah. did this too, where they were like, oh, all those books were written by. It stems from the oh, Miku. an imaginary person. Can can I just say Michaela? Is that is can I do that? I, don't complicate the bit. Everyone agrees okay. Hatsune Miku made Minecraft and Harry Potter and also Father Ted. Okay, good. Do you know who Hatsune Miku is? Nah. Okay, Hatsune Miku is an imaginary <laughs> Japanese CGI singer. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad this is happening on the, in front of the microphone. Yeah. So, uh, she, yeah, she sings very high. She's a vocaloid. She's, She's Vocaloid. Uh, at one point, Domino's did a thing in Japan where if you ordered a certain pizza, they had a little hologram of Hatsune Miku that would sing to you. Um, in the pizza? On top of the pizza box. like What? It was a hologram? They, something like that. that. Japan's weird, man. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. I wish I could be like more like culturally like It respectful. always feels so racist, I, but Japan is always just like, no, we're like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> whatever thing you think weird. you're making up, that's true. <laughs> It's weird, man, and I love that for them. I wish more cultures were just like that. But yeah, it's weird, man. Yeah, it's um, anyway. It's a Vocaloid. Travis? So yeah, Hatsune Miku, the creator. Uh, I found the show amusing. Um, I wouldn't really go out of my way to keep watching it, but like if I was watching with someone, or the, like, and they're like, "Let's try and get through Father Ted." Like, yeah, I mean, I I bet it gets better as you get more used to it, and are following the rhythm of the show, etc. like most sitcoms. I don't watch a whole lot of traditional multi-cam sitcoms. Uh, it's very strange to, to tear another fucking laugh track. I, I, can't, I still can't get used to a laugh track. Dude, this laugh track was fucking horned up for this sh- shit. They were going <laughs> wild. I don't know. We've been watching the Golden Girls recently, so like I'm at least a little bit more in laugh track mode, but it had been like years since I watched anything with the laugh track. I mean, Frasier had a laugh track, but it was a very yeah. polite laugh track. It was, it was very the, polite, just like Frasier. <laughs> it was the golf clap of laugh tracks. This one, like, somebody would walk on, and it's just, like, the first appearance of a character, and they're just, they're like, ooh, 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 in the background, <laughs> just going fucking nuts. And you're like, yeah, man. We, I love this for you. We go wild for Dougal. <laughs> we go wild And for I get Doodle. it. I mean, Dougal had some incredible sweaters. Welcome to the Fit Watch. Uh, this show... Really, and across both episodes, some just truly um, amazing sweaters that did make me just want to like walk around a park on an autumn day. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Autumn Man himself, come, really come to Ireland. Himself. It's autumn. It's autumn. It's autumn during the summer here. <laughs> it's autumn. I, yeah, I was. You can I was wear like, your winter. June twenty sixth, and it is autumn. I yeah, was, a, I, a winter jacket is a real good investment in Ireland because <laughs> you can wear it all fucking year round. Do you have the air conditioning on right now? Oh, of course I do. Oh, gas. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like it's probably like upper 80s. Of course you have the air conditioning on with yeah, upper uh, 80s. It's, just, it's, it's such an alien 80s. concept in Ireland to actually blow cold air into your house. <laughs> <laughs> it's upper 80s. Why would you do that? <laughs> I'm a second floor apartment with like no windows that open up. If I don't have the air conditioning on, even You're the dead. least bit during summer, I will, yeah. I will die. Coming to America, going with to Brian America Eno. with Brian Eno. It's like the and first line in this episode is that where it's just yeah. Father Ted Welcome. This is uh, this is the Brian Eno. Like Brian Eno's in this episode, and like that being his I, entire cameo. Is, I mean, it's a good cameo. I, would, I love this. I would. I, I we've talked about this before on this podcast, and Stephen actually was very against this, but we'll see if he's changed his opinion. Because if I was an incredibly famous person, I would want to do cameos like this all the time, but also exclusively just like. Wait, was that? Is Brian, you know, uh, incredibly no. famous? Uh, he's he's certainly internationally famous. Here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like it might be one of those things where people wouldn't necessarily know the face Brian Eno, but would know the name Brian Eno. You know? Yeah. He's a I he's a very notable figure in music. 
He's, he's, he's all your favorite mu- musician's favorite musician. You know, sure. one of those guys. Yeah. Well, you know, like, he's I, the I like producer rock, I like of Roxy Viva music. La Vida. Uh, you know. Yeah. I'm just like wondering who like, the equivalent of that would be. Be like this f- father, father Rick Rubin or something over here. <laughs> I mean, that would also be great and also immediately known. Well, yeah, I would love to see Rick Rubin. <laughs> I would love that. I mean, I remember the first time I saw Rick Rubin and I was like, who is that guy? That guy must be famous already, right? Because it was the 99 yeah. Problems video. And I was like, who's this yeah. dude Jay-Z's rolling with that looks like he's in ZZ Top? Or it might be this more like be a, a famous it might guy. Be more like, oh, it's Father Steve Albini, except he was never in a famous band, Brian. You know, that was exactly what I was going to say, yeah. Father Steve Albini. Oh, who's the fucking? Yeah. Who's the guy? Who's the guy that? What is his fucking name? Father the Lord Jack guy. Antonoff. That's the one. Thank you. You always know, Ian. You always know exactly who I want to say. I'm happy to help <laughs> on that one. But yeah, Father Jack Antonoff. He's here. So Tommy Tiernan wants to die. Uh, is the is the beginning of this? There's they're at a priest convention of some sort. Are they all on the island? It's great being a priest. 91 or something like that's the name of the convention oh right it's great being a priest it's great being a priest like 1998 i think is what it is or something like that yeah Yeah. that's when this was yes yeah tommy tiernan is a fairly famous i mean very famous in ireland uh irish comedian uh i i would suggest one of his early uh stand-ups and not suggest anything that came in the latter half of his career because he turned into a (laughs) <laughs> he turned into one of those uh no. what is, oh is he's, he he's a, like a cancel uh, culture guy good. right is he, he is he is yeah oh no he's so yeah. funny in this episode he's he's, he's very so funny in this good. episode he's very if you watch his like one of his first big ones it's like live in Galway. it's like tommy tiernan live in galway it's so good it's so so is good is he the one that recently uh, was tweeting like uh they didn't have the vaccine during the black plague and they made it out of that okay or whatever guy that was that that was a british or irish comedian that was washed up and oh i love he goes no but he controversies holocaust remarks his his second his second stand-up special that i watched had him basically bitching about how dublin was too diverse now and he'd go to a he'd go to a chipper and there'd be like an asian cashier uh and that was a problem i guess and like and like he literally did like a kung fu bit about the Asian cashier and the chipper, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I don't need to Tommy hear anything brain, else apparently. this guy needs to in, fucking say." In 2009, he was asked if he'd ever been accused of anti-Semitism, and he responded by saying, "Comedians should not be looked to for political correctness," and said, "Quote: These Jews, these fucking Jew cunts, come up to me, fucking Christ-killing bastards, fucking six million. I would have got ten or twelve million out of that. No fucking problem. Fuck them." He later suggested in several interviews that his points were intended as a commentary and how somebody's words can easily be taken out of context. A small segment of dialogue is quoted. (laughs) The response to the audience was criticized as disappointing by Alan Shatter, who also said, I would regard it as particularly sad that people found that sort of outburst in any way amusing. Didn't Kyrie try and do the shit where he would just say stuff and he'd be like, that was all just to illustrate the the media. the thing? (laughs) Oh, no. God. Yeah. 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 Oh. Being like, being like, if I were Hitler, I would have killed twice as many Jews. And then, that's... and then saying that's a commentary about how words can get taken out of context <laughs> is really a move. That's, that's uh, really a move. That feels like one of the onion opinion things. Where I'd like, you know, I could have done that job better. You know, such and such. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, he's really funny in this episode, which is a shame now. <laughs> He's no. He started yeah, out. It's... It was. It was like relatable, local, like really human com comedy. And I was like, wow, I've never heard of this guy. He's amazing. I hadn't watched a stand-up special that I loved in years, and I watched it and was just blown away by what he was able to do. And then it just, he just, he just, uh, he decided that. Um, if if he wasn't as good, it was because you're too offended. Well, so he's out on the ledge, and Father Ted's like, mm-hmm. come inside, we've got your friends here. And then he looks around and he's like, does anyone know this guy? And they're like, no. He's like, shit, this is just the guy who owes me 20 bucks. So, uh... I'm your friend. I'm your That's friend. such a good running yeah. bit. That's such a good running bit, is the 20. Is the 20. Yeah, let's like, I don't even know how much it was. Friends. Well, I think it was 10. It was 20. It was 20. It was 20. Yeah. Let's snip let's that snip in the, that in the right, point now. right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Was like, until you're well enough to go to the bank. I mean, go Bro, home. It's great, yeah. Just, also, just, it's, like, it's the right amount of money. Where you're just like, I mean, it's just 20. It's just 20. 
And it's like, oh, listen, listen, I need that. I need that. You know, I mean, it's established that the the uh, the parish only brings in like two hundred pounds a year. I think is what is said. Or <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You'll notice that they're using pounds uh, up until what year was it? 2002. 2002. I'm so yeah. four years away from the euro. I'm glad. Want to know why I can remember that? Because you were alive when it happened. Uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. I changed 50 punts into 75 euro and bought my first pair of baggy jeans. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cute story. How how old would you have been? Ah, uh, 12 or 13. 12 or 13. Like That's origin very cute. Story? Are you known as a baggy pants man? No, he's a, he's a very skinny mm. pants man at this point. <laughs> so it is an origin yeah. story. It's your it's it's your start of darkness where you were like, oh, I need to get away from this. Yeah, it, it completed the outfit because I had already a Lincoln Park hoodie and I needed the, bag, I needed the baggy jeans to complete the outfit. And it's so good to know that despite the large gap geographically, there's so much in common with being a 12 year old in 2004. 2002. Or 2002, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Ted saves. Um, was it Kevin? Was that what his name was? Is the character? Yeah. No one can remember. Yeah. And coming. then, um, and he's getting praised, and there's a, a priest that asks another priest who that guy was, and he's like, who's that? And he's doing, I can't... I'm definitely not a British actor doing the most American <laughs> voice so that I could do. I have to enunciate every single part of this, because I am but an American. But he's really, like... He sounds like the kind of person that would be in the FBI in very over-the-top shows. He sounds like the type oh, of yeah. person who would be in the FBI and is revealed to be an alien pretending to be an FBI agent. <laughs> and he's also given the great name Buzz Cagney, which is equivalent to, like, Roy Mustang Buzz, to me. Yes. Buzz Cagney is such a good word. <laughs> Buzz Cagney could just be like, I need water with sugar. And I'd be like, yeah, of course he does. This My is- name is Buzz it is it is the most anime name from a show that we've covered that is not anime. Um, Which but, coincidentally is the name of our guest today, Buzz Cagney. <laughs> but I love I do love that he's like, what's the name of that father? And they're like, oh, that's Father Ted. And he's like, cool, great. And then the guy like looks back and he's like, wait, where did he go? And then Buzz Cagney returns. He's like, sorry, I stepped away for a sec. You were still stalking to me. Because <laughs> at first I was like, is that this was show such a good bit? I can't believe I've never seen that bit. And so, yeah, I'm just like, oh, sorry, I thought we were done talking. Right? What did you have to say? Like, flawless execution on that that stupid beloved trope. Um. It's so good. So good. And then, yeah, and so you know, Kevin comes to stay with Father Ted for a while so that he doesn't kill himself. They play uh, snakes uh, and ladders. Does it have a different name over there? That's what they call it over there. Okay. Here it's shoots and ladders. Oh, you're no, right. Okay, we, you're right. We, we call it. Yeah, you're right. That is. Actually, we call it ladders, ladders and snakes. Uh, it's. It, this, I'm only joking. It's fucking. Yeah. We call it shoots and ladders. Shoots and ladders. Yeah, that's what that's what they're talking we have about. A, yeah, we play is the that, sanitized version of the game where you oh, fall down a shoot like, instead it, of you fall down a shoot. There's no snakes. There's no snake. There's no snakes. Uh, that's probably that's probably Catholic. You know, Saint Patrick and the snakes out of Ireland. Like. So as a man with a giant SpongeBob tattoo on his back. This is actually really important lore for me because at one point in SpongeBob, they play a game called Eels and Escalators. And they're trying to cheer someone up. They're trying to cheer someone up, and he keeps getting eels, 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 which Wait. actually seems like it's stolen from fucking Father <laughs> yeah. Ted yeah. at this point. Yeah, it really does. Um, but I didn't really, like, I was like, sure, it's a shoots and ladders thing, but it makes way more sense that it's a snakes and ladders thing. Because the undersea version, although escalators is like, I don't know if that's so. Un- they don't have escalators anyway. underwater. What the hell, SpongeBob? Such an unrealistic depiction of marine life. <laughs> yeah, fuck that show. I'm now no longer a SpongeBob fan. Um, Getting that tattoo. Anyway, so Buzz Cagney. Off your back. Correct. Uh, that'll be tonight. I'll get it. I'll get. Uh, I don't know. I'll get it covered up. It'll just be a big black square. Um, Profound. Buzz Cagney, Buzz Cagney wants Ted to go to America uh, to be a priest in L.A. Uh, when he um, explains where he is the priest and he's talking about Beverly Hills, Father Ted effectively says, Beverly Hills, that's where I want to be. He does, yeah. Then, uh, wow, a lot of people stealing from so, uh, Father Ted. And then Beverly, Hills, just, Beverly Hills Priest sounds like a bad movie. Because you're thinking of Beverly Hills Cop. Eddie Murphy's yes. just on the brain today. And Beverly Hills Ninja and... 
you know, it'd be the what? complete the triumvirate. That's a Chris Farley well, movie. I believe Beverly Hills Ninja is, is a Chris Farley movie. I love I love that line. He says everyone's real superficial. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Father Ted. Yeah, that's a good Father one. Ted desires a different life. Is uh, I, I bet that's probably a running theme. Is how frustrated he is being in this weird, comical, horrific at times. Uh, you know. Because, like, they describe the island in such, like, fantastical ways at various points of, like, oh, how do you get to it? And it's like, oh, keep driving until you see the the boats that are dumping atomic waste. waste. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then later it's just like, oh, you know you're heading in the right direction when every other ship's going away from there. That's how you know. So, <laughs> you know like, oh, man. When he's, when he's naming the people that go there... And one of them is Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> like, <God>. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That was a, it was a choice. It makes sense that they chose it then. It, it, it makes more sense that they chose it now somehow. <laughs> um, yeah, but, there's, uh, a, there's a lot of things that in this show just seem to have been like, oh, here's just kind of a silly joke. And now it's like, what scathing commentary on these characters quite accidentally. You know, just horrific, like, just like, oh, here's all of these, like, monstrous act but we treat we don't realize how bad it's going to be but it actually somehow manages to deepen what we're saying in these moments so shout maybe out it's, yeah, like, maybe it's true. like 30 rock and they knew years in advance and just it wasn't public yet probably not um what else i mean so then he ends up cheering up kevin the priest by playing i i just there's i was just gonna say just because you know i mean it's a sitcom so mostly this is just it's just like here's a joke here's the setup for the joke I did another one that I just really did enjoy is the um, because he's talking about, you know, the idea of Los Angeles. And then we get the uh, the um, the the like series of vacation photos of Father Dougal just burned in increasingly more and more ridiculous ways in locales until eventually he's just like completely red but smiling on the beach. It's just like, yeah, no, he doesn't do well in the sun. So I think I yeah, I got to leave them all behind. And yeah, he's overjoyed to do that. But I just, I just love, you know, it's it's very me joke of bad Photoshop. The same photo, basically, of just this guy taking up half the frame, standing in front of, yeah, standing in front of landmarks. So uh, he ends up, he ends up ignoring Kevin as he's talking. He's trying to be like, oh, you know, I, I really appreciate you being a friend to me. Here's actually my trauma. And he's ignoring him because he's excited about the fact that he's going to the U.S. So he plays the song Shaft on a record. Shaft, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's, he starts uh, out he just completely is dismissing everything he's saying. And then he's so excited he puts on Shaft, which, hell yes. Which eventually, uh, after a lot of time, uh, leads to him being like, oh, you're right. I should just, you know, cheer up and be happy. And I also like theme from Shaft. The dancing uh, in the background while, like, Father Kevin starts to feel it. (laughs) And, like, behind him, Father Ted is just, like, moving left and right. And he's, you know, he's mouthing along to the, you know, the Shaft part. And, like, it's just, it's the way it slowly creeps over Father Kevin that was just remarkable to me. Just the, like... You know, this is pretty good. And then eventually he's just like, he's ba- he's like all arm, he's all limbs as he's leaving. He's like, you know what? I'm feeling great. This song has cured my depression, which is something I deeply feel. Which, yeah, at its core, this yes. entire series is about the healing power of music. I yeah. Think, <laughs> based on these two episodes. But also the deep bummer uh, ability of music. Okay, so this leads to this leads to my favorite bit in the entire so good. in the entire two episodes where he's feeling himself and he gets on the bus <laughs> and so, well, and he gets first, on the bus before he gets on the bus he goes outside and I'm like is like something gonna fall from the sky on him? It's I shot thought something away. was going to fall on him also. Yeah, it's shot in a way where it's like oh so he's like oh I'm finally feeling good. Now I can build a new life. No, I'm crushed to death. And then he d- that doesn't happen. So I was like, why are we still following him? And then he gets on the bus. And then Steven. He gets on the bus. He gets on the bus. The bus driver is playing exit music for a film. Uh, the classic the classic track oh from God. fucking... Is that Kid A or OK Computer? It's OK Computer. It's 98. Kid A's not okay. out. The o- no, Kid A's yeah, not out that's for a fair. Years. Nope, you're right. You're right. 
uh, OK Computer, Radiohead, Exit Music for a Film, and the this the the tones of Tom York re-depressed this it's man just, in record time. Entirely focused on his face. You see him; he's smiling, and it just keeps going. And the sky is—it's getting darker in the frame, and he's just staring. And he's like, "No, it's never going to be okay." <laughs> and it's amazing. I. I I adored yeah. that. <laughs> also, I had the moment where I wasn't expecting Radiohead to start playing. Like, it was just, I was yeah. like, oh, this sounds like extra music for a film. And then Tom York starts singing. I was like, oh my God, is he going to hang himself? <laughs> and I loved it. I was the moment when I got, like, I was like, oh, it's very clear that the person who did this would immediately go and make black books. And it's just that specific dark humor that I was like, yeah, I'm really digging this moment here. This is really fucking funny to me. So I was delighted by it. It's my favorite joke in a show that we've done on the podcast since the Frasier makes it seem like he's dying <laughs> joke. And it's a similar energy of just the like... Oh, that was a really good just joke. Just similar like, everyone around is just like, oh, this is a bummer. Which probably speaks to me as a person that these are like the jokes where I'm like, oh, so I good. I think I'd say so. <laughs> the world is <laughs> we empty. We love death. We love death. We love death. death. We're all gonna die. Yeah! Woo! We are. Um, uh, Father Ted cannot tell uh, the the... What what the the cleaning woman, Miss Doyle. Doyle, and Dougal and, and Dougal that that and Jack that they are not coming to America with him. He's completely incapable. There's a running bit the whole time where he has so many opportunities to do it, and they're so excited to go, but he just fucking can't. It's yeah. Um, it's the it's the classic sitcom structure of all of this is just built around a character's inability to say the truth. And um, that's that, great. That was originally created by William Shakespeare, <laughs> which is always the biggest. It's always the biggest form of cringe comedy to me, even though it's not actual cringe comedy. Just because as someone who cannot, who cannot tell a lie to save his life, I'm always like, <laughs> I, I get so I get so flustered with those. He absolutely can't. <laughs> he can't tell a lie to the point where he says very mean things to women uh, <laughs> on accident because they're just the truth. Uh, you don't know Travis Laura, uh, you know. Anyway, so it, he gets on the plane to go to America. Uh, he ditches fucking the. He ditches them in the waiting area of the airport, uh, which is very pre nine eleven of him. Uh, and, there we go. There um, we go. Okay, I thought we might escape. The, I thought we might make it through this shot. episode without. Uh, we <laughs> mentioned nine eleven in every episode. Sometimes it's not. It's <laughs> we, well, look, it's relevant oh, no. because there's always airports, yeah. and if you're in an airport and it's before yeah, airports, no, should September be on 11th. Bingo, shouldn't they? Yeah, they really should be. Yeah, How did it come up in Fraser. One of the creators died did in 9/11. We... <laughs> yeah, it was an easy one. Fact, yeah, yeah, that was that was the one where it was like this is actually relevant to he he didn't die. The most, on, the most surprisingly <laughs> relevant one was Degrassi, but <laughs> so he gets on the plane. Uh, then I, like, um, I did like it's just I mean it's a really stupid joke. But this show used a lot of the, like, we're going to do a tight frame on characters, and they're going to say something, and then we're going to pull back and reveal why they were wrong or stupid. And just them sitting, I was like, where they're just uh, in the airport, and they're like, oh, I guess the service here is terrible. No one's going to come help us. And it cuts back, and they're not actually at the restaurant. They're at, like, the bench the for the iris. Yeah, for the tourist office right <laughs> next to the restaurant. You're just like, oh, you idiots. I love this. Ah. <laughs> uh. So Buzz Cagney talks to him about how there's a lot of gangs in L.A. Because it's revealed that he's not going to be the Beverly Hills priest. He's going to be like the priest in Compton circa, like, Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Oh, right. Dangerous Minds. He's a Dangerous <laughs> Minds priest. He's Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> I love when Father Ted right. sat down in the music video for uh, Gangster's Paradise. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's the last thing he did before he died. Actually, one one day after the, <laughs> they filmed this, he was in Gangsters Paradise uh, music video, and uh, and then he decides he doesn't want to go. Runs back out, says he doesn't want to go to America. Everybody's like, "Yeah, that's grand. We didn't actually care anyway," um, because of they course, were like we didn't want to go to America other than Jack, who's you know pretty bummed about this because. I love that he was just like he was just like, ah, but he's got like an American flag in his mouth and one on the cup holder and like. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Doyle couldn't go because she didn't tell her sister she was going. Mm, so right, right. I also, tremendously right. Irish. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just like the Ted realizing it as he's sitting and like sipping champagne on the plane. And then it's just like, stop the plane. They're like, we haven't started the plane. He's like, don't start the plane. And then runs off. And then it sticks with <laughs> Buzz for a second, whose reaction to this is just to basically go, ah, shucks. That one got shucks. away as well. Again. <laughs> again. This happened again. Foiled once more. <laughs> if only I told them what they'd be doing. Yeah, because he's like, oh, there's a basketball court. It's to, you know, decrease gang violence. You know. Which is weird because Cleveland right now has cut down all of the basketball hoops because there was too much gang-related activity on basketball courts, which was sad because I couldn't play basketball when I was home. Well. Anyway, that's how Cleveland, Ohio is doing right now. And then we, we touched on this where there was apparently going to be a different ending of Chad being like, yeah, no, just Kevin, you can just jump. I understand. It's not worth it. Just get all go. Uh, instead, we get a montage of, I think it's a scene from every, like a, a shot. It's a from, good montage. It's a great montage. It's a shot from every episode. And there's a lot of really funny jokes that I saw in there. My favorite one was when the fucking cross drops. <laughs> <laughs> that looks great. Yeah, the, the crucifix. It's, it's the thing where it's not like it. It's just the the middle. You know, the middle beam drops and <laughs> just knocks and hits him in the head. The him standing in front of a window gesticulating, but there's a like a piece of tape black or, tape on yeah. it yeah so it looks like he's hitler was one where you're like oh my god wow yeah wow okay guys you went for it uh i love i love a classic <laughs> guy looking like hitler joke uh you know like in rat race yeah um speaking oh, of i yeah, think there was that a, one, that had one of the scenes one of the one of them it looked like rowan atkinson appeared in the show which of course he did oh that makes sense so I'd say he was a big fan. Yeah. This was the part, actually, of the show where I most was like, oh, I kind of want to check more of this Roland out. Atkinson didn't appear. No? No, it was your man from One Foot in the Grave. Well, there we go. Uh, I have uh, I have face blindness. Victor Mildrew? Victor Mildrew is his name in the show. I don't believe it. Oh, I don't know what his actual name. Well, it's not important. One Foot in the Grave. Uh, do you have any IMDb trivia, Ian? Uh, no, you know, nothing stood, like, the thing that stood out to me most of this was just the, like, he died a day after. <laughs> I do, I have, there's a reboot corner for this. Ah, yes, uh, there is. There, there have been multiple attempts to reboot Father Ted, including in America, and, uh, in 2007, they, uh, came very close to producing a pilot set in New England where John Michael Higgins, who is a great that guy, uh, would play Father Ted, and it didn't wind up getting off the ground. Uh, that wasn't the first version of the American uh, the American one that was pitched, though. Uh, because uh, being a big fan of the show, there is talks at one point to do an American one with Steve Martin as the Father Ted role. Really? Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. He would do a good one, right? I think that makes uh, sense. And, and because they were like, well, we got to keep some Irish stuff in here. They were going to have Graham Norton appear as well. That Who's also sense. in the, the original. Is fantastic in the show like if you get a chance to watch it i don't know if you if, i'm not going to refer to the, like, I'll probably the podcast it, in, the, in the middle episode but his monologues are the best he has multiple he's in multiple episodes he's in loads of episodes and ah. he, F- father Noel for a long hindi is just brilliant i like he does an aca- does an acapella <laughs> Ver, uh, acapella and um, bohemian rhapsody and it's the best thing you'll ever hear in your entire life huh He's great. Uh, uh, yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time? Did I ever tell you about the time that I watched a woman with a stoma karaoke <laughs> fat bottom girls? <laughs> I, I don't know what a stoma is. Uh, it's when you it's when you smoke too much, so you like they have to cut a hole in your neck, and you kind of talk like this. A tracheotomy. <laughs> well, the tracheotomy is yeah. it, it's not important. Are you gonna take me hope to die? Also, Graham Linehan and Arthur Matthews did write a Father Ted musical that they said was nearing completion uh, three years ago. That's a thing. Uh, Oh, God. I I assume since Linehan is like persona non grata amongst so many people, it's uh, not gonna happen. I'm gonna say I don't have a quote this week. Uh, I didn't find a quote. uh, So, you can't bring us home. You hosted this episode, so don't worry about bringing us home. Uh, now, before we close up, we got one last, you know, thing to do, which is announce next week's pick. Who's next? And it's me. And I, I am between two options. Do you guys, here's the thing, and I'm going to ask this right now. Do we want to have some stupid fun, or do you guys just feel like tearing into a show? Uh, stupid fun. I prefer to watch shows that, I'm, that I enjoy. <laughs> I don't well, know. okay. But... Then, because it's my pick next week, and, uh, well, you know, I enjoyed the hell out of Father Ted, but I, 
I and I, I I thought to myself the twenty two minute format is really great. It's a lot of fun. I love to just watch a show, but I've only picked twenty minute episodes basically, and I want to go a little bit longer. And um, there's something I love that I hate that I love this, but we've never really gotten a chance to talk on this podcast yet. So next week we're going to Gotham City to watch oh. TV's Gotham. Oh yes. Oh. Okay. We are not doing Batman the Animated Series. I wanted you to think maybe we okay. were, but no. I thought we were going to do Batman no, the Animated Series. No, we are watching Fox's Gotham, the show that's set before Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. And I can't wait. Travis, other than that, you want to guess what? I'll put 30 seconds on. You want to guess the rest about Gotham is? Well, like you said, yeah, it's a prequel series to Batman. I know that. Uh, I know it. Sort of has the Joker, but no one is. I don't think anyone's ever explicitly called the Joker. There's like several people that could become the Joker, including Cameron Monaghan from Shameless. Uh, <laughs> that's all I know about Gotham, I think. Uh, well, we'll get into that next week with show star um, Ryan from the OC, Ben McKenzie. Oh, great. <laughs> Playing young, hot Jim Gordon. I can't wait. I am excited to do Gotham. This will be fun. Ian, I'll, I'll ask, do yeah. you feel that you have a deeper understanding of Irish culture now? Absolutely. But that was mostly because of our wonderful guest, Dan the Music, Dan the Fancy Man, Dan the Music Man, um, if you know, uh, we can thanks a million. say uh, his name. Dan, where can people find you? Uh, and, uh, <laughs> 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 .com or .ie, that more Irish thing. Uh, fancy Dan music on Instagram. That's the best one. And, you know, we're gonna we're gonna try and bring in some more guests on shows with perspective, as opposed to us, some yahoos who have like no knowledge of anything. Uh, always, as always, thanks to our producer Matt Iciani. Thanks to you, the listener. Rate, review, subscribe, whatever. You know, tell a friend. Don't tell a friend. Come into our mentions because we said that some show that you like isn't that good. But you know, just know, uh, you know that. Uh, we like to have added the Dodger Ball it and not cover West Wing next week, but it still looms over this show. Mm. Same bat time, same bat place. Good night. Good night, everyone.